Hi, and welcome to the Dying to Ask Podcast. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick. There are two ways basically to promote a podcast. So one of them is that you post about it endlessly on social media, and then you ask people to review, rate, and share your podcast. And it's basically like the modern day chain letter, if you remember those from the 80s. And that's why you hear everybody from Oprah to NPR to me asking you to please show some podcast love and share it. And I will be honest with you, it feels like asking your neighbors to buy a magazine subscription when you went door to door as a teenager. It's just (sighs) annoying. It is. (laughs) I hate doing it. The other way to promote a podcast, and this one is way more fun, is to actually be a guest on someone else's podcast. And I occasionally get to do that. And it is always a treat and kind of scary to be on the other side of the questioning. And recently I was on a show called Better Than Gossip and I was interviewed by a former guest and dying to ask Amy Schmidt. Now Amy is one of my new favorite people this year because she 100% represents the mission statement of this show. That idea of coming up with an idea and then actually figuring out how to pull it off. So I've always called it the art of the follow through and Amy is like nails at that. So a little background on Amy Schmidt if you don't remember her from the previous episode which I encourage you to go back and listen to. She is the founder of what used to be known as the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast. And she also was the author of a book called Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond, which became a number one bestseller on Amazon in the midlife management category, which is a very very growing category for very obvious reasons. She has done TEDx talks. She was nominated to the inaugural Forbes 50 over 50 list of women shattering age and gender norms. These are just a few of the things you'll find on her LinkedIn page, which basically I've been reading from here for the last couple of minutes. She's just a super cool woman who, you know, right around the time she was turning 50, decided to make a major pivot after doing some other things um, in the first half of her life. So she was on the show last year to talk about her book, Cannonball, and she told me off mic, which means when we weren't recording, that she was getting ready to make some changes and do something big. So I kept watching and watching, and then finally I saw her launch, what she was doing, and it's really cool. She decided to rebrand her podcast and form something with a partner that she thought would be a little bit more encompassing and going in the direction where she now wanted to head, and that is where the Better Than Gossip brand came from. So their tagline is Timeless Advice for Ageless Women. And it's a podcast, it's a streaming TV show. It's an amazing idea that I feel really fills this gap that is desperately needed for a lot of people who are looking for really good content that has actionable ideas. So there's nothing that annoys me more on a podcast than when people give really vague ideas. I mean, I want a plan. Tell me exactly what to try, and I'll probably try it. And Amy is fabulous at doing this. Now, what's interesting to me about her pivot is that her prior brand was already really good. And it's easy to blow things up when things aren't going well. It's a lot harder to do that, however, when things are going well. Because then you feel like you have more to lose, right? Why would you give up something good for a chance? So we're going to get into why she made the decision to rebrand. So I was on Amy's newly branded show to talk about confidence, which is one of her favorite topics. So I invited her back on my show to again talk about confidence, because I think we could probably, between us, talk about this 
we could probably do a podcast about nothing but confidence every week. But we decided to talk about that and then also rebranding. And then just whatever she does just in general to stay on top of her own mental health and to keep her motivation going in general. I love this conversation. And you may notice that I stop a few times to take notes <laughs> because she's like that girlfriend that everybody needs. She has great ideas and she tells you about them in a way that doesn't make them feel like they're dissing what you're doing right now. Do you know what I mean by that? Everything she talks about sounds like something that you could try to add on to maybe some of the, the life routine you have going right now, and it could maybe enhance what you're doing now. So in this episode of Dying to Ask, how to know it's time to make a personal or professional change when things are actually going pretty good? Are you feeling a little flat? She has three ways to give yourself an outlook boost. And then I'll tell you what I said on Amy's podcast that turned out to be kind of controversial. I was a little caught off guard by that, but I got some flack for something that I said. So I'll tell you what I said and why I said it. And I still stand by it for that matter. And have you heard of that trend where you pick a word for the year? Well, Amy picks a word a day, like total overachiever, but it's pretty interesting to hear how she picks her word each day and then how it tends to impact her productivity and her daily outlook. Amy Schmidt is my guest on this week's Dying to Ask podcast. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I thought I had seen and covered it all. Then came coronavirus, a pandemic, anchoring in my living room, homeschooling my kids, and all the things that come with COVID, including a vaccine. It was supposed to get us all back on track and living our best Instagrammable lives. Best lives-ish. The reality is we're still untangling what life looks like in a world post-pandemic. A lot of people describe a sense of never-ending overwhelm and anxiety. Is that just what life is like though? Or are there ways we can get back to living in the now? And this season of the Dying Desk Podcast is asking how we can hit the restart and start living again. Amy, it's great to see you again. Oh, this is so much fun. I feel like you're my neighbor. I wish you were my neighbor. I, <laughs> I said that too. after you were on my show, after you know, being on Better Than Gossip. And we have to link that to this too. Because you made so many great points. I loved it. I loved it. Aww. And there was such great feedback from it. So where are you right now? I'm in Wisconsin. So born and raised Cheesehead. Um, one of the Green Bay Packers just got married up here this weekend. It was so fabulous. Um, I grew up, I was born in Green Bay, Wisconsin, moved to Milwaukee for all of my wonder years. And so when my parents passed away, this was always a spot up here and it's called Door County, Wisconsin. It's on the thumb of the state. Um, on Lake Michigan. And we just always vacationed here. And we just decided to make this kind of our summer place. Yeah. I have a sister who lives across the street. Um, my siblings are all in the area, my husband's siblings. So it's just, it's like, it's camp happy all summer. That's so fun. Um, I like that camp happy. Um, a friend of mine is a travel writer and he actually just got sent to Door County. He just did this. No real way. Yes, he really did. I had never really heard of that area and his pictures oh. were spectacular. So I'll have to send you the, the article so you can see what he, what oh he my did gosh. with it. Okay. Now great you time. need to come out here. I you know. need to do a segment out here. I know. Well, there's, I a big, there's a triathlon and an Ironman that goes on every summer. Very famous here. Um, can you run the bluff? And um, it's pretty cool. So I know, Hey, there maybe you go. They'll, maybe they'll send you here. You would love it. It's, it's really a cool spot. You can have arts and culture and great food and 
And just, you can also bike around with a bike and a basket and go in a kayak and disappear for a while. So it's nice. Yeah, I did. Um, I did Ironman Wisconsin like 20 years ago. And what I recall riding my bike on a weekend was that everybody had pulled their TVs out to cheer on the bike riders, but also to watch the Packers game. So they were all, oh. they were all out like on the side of like these rural areas, but they're watching the Packers game while they're also cheering you on. I'm like, well, that's a two for one right there. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Okay. So you had referenced, you know, I was on your podcast just recently and um, you have, since the last time you were on my show, really done kind of a blow up of your brand and, and really what you're doing. Mm. And I love it. So your new brand building on yes. the previous brand is called better than gossip. It is ageless advice for timeless women. Um, you know, it's, it's really, really interesting because I had built a brand and, and so many people probably listening today may have tried to build brands or have built very successful brands. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of grit. It takes a lot of determination, a lot of persistence. And I was at a point where it was, there were people that kept coming to me into my circle. And I always talk about opening your, you know, your circle to a horseshoe and allowing those people to come in and and I really forged a great business relationship and friendship with one of the women um, that had been on my show. And uh, she has a very successful brand herself. And, and we started talking about what our real mission is and what we were struggling with, with our brands, how we could kind of come together and how we could grow together. And so it was explain, great as explain a what each of the brands was, because I think this is so interesting because you're yeah. talking about two people who are successful and things are going really well yeah. saying, can we make this even better? And usually when things yeah, are going well, is the last time you want to start changing things. I know that's it how is it true. is in television for sure. So your brand was? Fearlessly Facing 50. So I launched that, you know, about a year and a half before I turned 50. Um, I was in news broadcasting in my early days and then a traveling spouse for many years and launched this business, podcast, a book, TED Talks, that type of thing. And I'd always done a lot of motivational speaking, um, inspirational, that type of thing. And the woman that I had on my show was all about nutrition, health, and really, uh, she's a decade older than me. She's in her 60s. And she had built this all around you know, her own story of cancer survivor, um, losing her, you know, her mom at an early age. I had similar stories. And all of a sudden we're talking and we said, boy, we could reach so much, so many more women. And more importantly, instead of just being in this, this little bubble of, you know, over 50 of really a cross-generational share of information, we started talking about our daughters and our kids. And, you know, what we, she just became a grandmother. Um, her kids are older than my kids. We have all of these things that we were talking about and we really share the same values and the same work ethic. And that's where it really came. Although with that work ethic, I'll, I'll mention Deirdre, one thing that was difficult with launching a brand and for those listening, um, it takes a lot of work. You're working 24 mm -hmm. seven, trying to get this off the ground and going. And, and we both found a lot of success with that, but we also were getting a little burned out. So we were able to kind of come together and say, what's working for you and what are your challenges? And that's such a difficult conversation to have because it's really areas where you needed help. And, Interesting. you know, when so, we talk about confidence. So for you, what were those challenges? Mm -hmm. Because I would think that just the, the idea of a collaboration to me is awesome until it's not. Yeah. Because if, if you have somebody who really is kind of like yin to your yang, it's a, a collaboration is awesome. But if 
it, right. there's a hitch in it, it actually ends up being a lot more work. So for you, what was the True. thing that you thought, this is where I need to fill a gap? Where I needed to fill a gap, and, and my husband, if he was here today, he would agree, is I'm an absolute workaholic. I, I've given up the, the perfectionist thing and all of that to get it perfect, but I am a workaholic and I have a very difficult time stepping away and saying no um, to hosting events, to, you know, doing talks, doing this type of thing that really weren't filling me in a way I needed to, it was making me more exhausted and it wasn't allowing me to be my best self at home with my adult kids, with my husband, with my friends. And I was recognizing that in myself and Kristen had similar types of struggles, um, being able to really step away and giving that responsibility to someone else. So what we did, and we talk about it actually on one of our stream shows that's gonna be launching this particular episode, I think it's coming out in September. We actually share our story because so many people have asked us. Um, it hasn't come without, you know, at times disagreements for sure, because, you know, we're, we're, we have similar work ethics and we have similar things, but we also have skill sets in different areas. Um, Kristen's a beautiful writer. Um, I'm a really good moderator and, you know, conversationalist, and we kind of come together with all of this, but you really have to, collaboration can be really good, like you said, until it's not, but you have to come up with your list of, you know, why you're doing this and why you're taking the risk to do it and kind of establishing goals for this new brand. And one of the big things for us, um, which we do talk about, I won't spoil it too much, is the fact that we needed a better work-life balance because we both were struggling with that. Yeah. So this really summer, honest. I'm able to step away. She was able to step away and spend time with her new granddaughter. Um, we have another woman on the team. Our team is actually growing. We're hiring some new women. Um, and they all have different stories and they're at different segments of their lives. And we all need to recognize that and say, okay, I got you this week, Amy. You know, I, I know you're going to be away with your family. So I got it covered and we've worked it out beautifully. And um, we've been really fortunate. And it has, you know, come with, with a little bit. I just had um, Christina Sharkey on, uh, well, Christina Geist on the podcast. I and she's loved fabulous. that episode. She was great. Oh, she was really, she really great? good. Yeah, she really Her is. Book's so coming out. People might recognize her if they're Today Show fans um, because she's actually married to Willie Geist um, on the Today Show. And so she's actually done quite a few collaborative segments with him on that show as well and on his podcast. Yes. And she's got a book coming out, but we talked about the fact that, you know, you really do have to, um, as solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, she's launched businesses and brands and she's a brand specialist. You know, you do have to really look at the big picture and say, you know, how are we going to kind of not phase out fearlessly facing 50, but how are we going to transition that into better than gossip and not lose the traction that you've built? Um, and you know, it's all, it's all a work in progress, but it's been going really well. And you, you have to surround yourself with those people that are going to challenge you. And that are also going to inspire you and are going to really fill those, those blind spot areas that, that we yeah. all have. Well, and you, you're taking this, this new venture in a lot of different directions. So talk a little bit about what you guys are doing. Cause I mean, I can see why you might be a little burnout. You've been working a lot. <laughs> I am yeah. like, I was really? looking at the list yeah. of things you guys are putting out and it's impressive and it needs to be in the beginning. It Thank you. Thank you. We did launch, uh, we can't involve into it. That is for sure. Well, um, I mean, is it any other way? <laughs> exactly. We you just can't felt, like you know, we're not dipping point. our toes in. Mm -mm. No way. We're just going to do it. 
And uh, so since January, we really have put together, um, we have a brand new website, betterthangossip.com now that's up and running. We have a stream show um, with a women-owned business brand um, network, actually. So our shows are being streamed and you can link it to the episode so people can watch. Mm -hmm. um, we're really about supporting women-owned brands and brands that support women um, and really telling their individual stories. That's what it's really about. So it's been, it's been really exciting. So we've got, you know, a newsletter that's put out by someone on our team that will be pretty seamless here starting in August. We've launched the stream show. My podcast transitioned from Fearlessly Facing 50 to Better Than Gossip with two co-hosts, um, which was really kind of interesting and a lots of fun. Uh, so we've got a lot going on and it just keeps evolving and changing and more and more people are learning about it and getting excited about it. So so thank you for asking. I appreciate yeah, of it. Of course. What has been the most surprising thing to you about working on a streaming show? And what is it for people who maybe haven't seen it yet? What's the format of the show? How long is it? Where do people see it? Yep. Yep. You can find it on our website or you can go to binge TV networks.com and go to better than gossip. And we've got, I think about 20 episodes up 15, maybe 15, 16 episodes. The, the network keeps putting them up for us. Um, oh my gosh. I think we talked about this maybe off maybe when we weren't recording, but Deirdre, I was exhausted. Like literally, oh, I think you were going to send me something. I was. And you it just, yeah, helpful. it just hit me. Deirdre's yeah. helpful hints on how to not be completely <laughs> at a loss for words. And like we film, so everybody flies in or comes in and we shoot actually in Ridgefield. We film in Ridgefield, which is wonderful because it's where I live. And we have a wonderful local crew. That's fantastic. Um, a local inn that supports our guests. Um, so we really, it's really community involvement for Ridgefield, Connecticut, which has been fantastic. But we, we begin filming our makeup artist is with us at about, I think I'm the first one to go at five in the morning. Um, we start our filming around seven, seven thirty. We do some intro, all intros, outros, all that type of stuff. And then we roll with the guests. Um, and we would work, you know, every day we would, film four episodes with each guest. That's kind of our little niche is that they get 25 minutes, about 20 minutes to really share their story in different parts of their story in four episodes. So by the end of filming Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday was supposed to be like a work day. And I mean, I was so tired. I couldn't even really string a sentence together. And that's odd for me. It wasn't like that when I was in my twenties. I think yeah. I could have kept going but we're recognizing that we use so much energy and excitement and emotion and everything. We're so on like you are every day. Um, we were tired. I think yeah. that's been the biggest thing for me and feeling you know, my body, feeling my body correctly is really important. Right. You know, what's so interesting about it is that it's, um, it's a mental heavy lift and it's a physical heavy lift. And you don't realize yes. that when you're doing this, both of those things at the same time, um, it's draining. It's, it can be very yeah. like mentally draining. So you really have to like build yeah. in those little breaks. And sometimes they're going to be very short because you just don't have time, you know, because <laughs> you're working your way right. through a to-do list and it's got to get done. But I yeah. think it's, it's yeah. awesome and you're that you guys the guests are feel it. comfortable, you know, yeah. the streaming, I mean, the uh, television part of it, you know that, but some, mm -hmm. some of the guests aren't media trained and they come on and they're nervous and, you know, you got to do a few takes of it, but it's been, it's been fabulous, but it's been more tiring than I would have expected. So I'm, I'm learning. Are you having fun? Oh, so much fun. So much fun. I mean, we, it's so strange when you get 
all of these guests together, because they all come in on Sunday usually and stay till Tuesday and we go out for dinner. We do, we kind of do a working dinner to run through the, you know, the run a show and all of that kind of stuff with our, with our producer. But um, we are having fun and we're making connections with incredible other people and the guests that are on the show have all connected and they're all doing great things together. So, you know, how can you not have fun? And when yeah. I'm not having fun and when Kristen's not having fun, we'll step away. Cause I think that's a big part of what we want to do. We want to enjoy it. Right. Right. Although it is funny. Um, some days are work, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like every day is not going to be unicorns and rainbows, regardless of what you're doing. And some days are just kind of work and that's okay too. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you're so is right. It a, is it a little pinch me for the two of you that like in a relatively short period of time, you guys have pulled this thing together and pulled it off. Cause this is not unlike, and I remember in the last podcast I did with you, I was, I kept going over the timeline. Like I asked the same question over like, what, how did you do that? Like, I, I just was amazed yeah. how relatively quickly you were able to make a big pivot. And at least yeah. on the outside to an outside person, it seems like you guys have done it on this one as well to accomplish a lot in a relatively short period of time. Yeah, exactly. And, and we needed to, at some point, um, and we're good about backing each other up on this because I always talk about the fact that we move on to one thing after the next and we never really savor where we are. And there are times when we've just had to look at each other or look at our team, our crew and just say, how the heck are we doing this? Like, <laughs> it's amazing. And thank you for all the work that they put in behind the scenes and all the work we do together. But we have accomplished a lot. And there have been days when we've just been tired. And we've said, all right, we need to step away and just be out in nature or just be with our friends or just step away for a bit. But, you know, I feel very grateful that I found somebody um, like Kristen, my co-host, who really has the same belief system. And um, we know when we're having good days and bad and we kind of play off of each other that way. And, our, and it's really positive energy when I'm around her. So it's, it's all good. Well, let's segue into confidence. And really, we're just building on it because mm. this is what we've been talking about since we started today. Um, how, yeah. I mean, how do you find, or where do you find that, um, very innate ability to feel confident about like jumping and doing something quite so big, or maybe sometimes mm. not so big, what, what are the big sources yeah. of confidence for you? Mm, I'll tell you, you know what it, and you know, I wanted to read this quote because after we, after I had you on my show. We talked about this. William James said, most people live in a restricted circle of potential. Have you ever heard that? I haven't. I like that though. I thought that was really good. Mm -hmm. And the reason that so many people never fulfill their potential is not a lack of intelligence, opportunity, or resources, but a lack of belief in themselves. Or put another way, too little self-confidence. Without it, you can do little. With it, you can do anything. Mm. Um, So it's really not based on your actual ability to succeed at something, but your belief in your ability to succeed. And I think that's, I I just love that. And after our conversation, because confidence is deep, there's many layers to it. It's easy to just do the same things and, and then kind of, you kind of lose your confidence in it because you get bored and you're not really excelling at it anymore. You're just kind of doing it, just, you know, going through the motions. I think, you know, I think it's so important to believe in your potential to succeed. And that's what I've done with building my brands is I always, I'm a very big visualization person. I spend a lot of time in my morning routine, visualizing my day and what do I want to accomplish and doing a nice little break halfway through the day and checking in on my 
myself to see if I'm what still is, on path. What does no. your visualization process look like? Is that a written thing? Is it a drawing thing? thing? Yeah. It is. How so? It's do a, you it's a, list stuff out? Right. Yeah, I do. I love that you asked that. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I really, I really focus on a word for the day. Um, I was talking with Deirdre before we started recording my son tomorrow. I'm flying to Atlanta. Actually, he's driving a U-Haul as we speak to Atlanta. And um, today I knew I was going to feel a little bit anxious and just about the uncertainty of, of him being so far away. Um, he doesn't know anybody there. I'm losing him as far as like yesterday, he sent me a picture of his bedroom empty. You know, I mean, that's so strange. Um, and so when I woke up this morning, I just had a little mindfulness activity that I do each day. And my word today was anxious. I really needed to focus on not being anxious. I knew I would be because there's so many moving parts today. I knew I had this. I have a couple of the things I'm filming today and I have to pack. And, and so that's what I do is I pick a day that I know maybe it's joy, maybe it's um, overwhelm, maybe it's fear, or maybe it's happiness or Maybe it's laughter. You want to have more laughter that day. Today, I knew I was going to feel anxious and I needed to build some bridges around that so I could get over it and, um, and work through it. So that's, that's what I do every morning is I choose a word and that's my word for the day. And I check in about, you know, midway through the day and see how I'm doing. Can I break this down? Cause I think I've told you before, I'm obsessed with people's morning routines. Um, I love knowing how yeah. people do things. Do you have when you're picking your word, is this something you write down? Is it a planner? Is it like you get out of bed, you instantly go do this? What, what does this look like in the morning? Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, I usually get up and um, I do. I, I, I picture this word in my head of, of, of how I'm feeling. I really kind of get in touch with myself. The minute I wake up, you know, I get up, brush my teeth, whatever, and I come down and have a cup of coffee and a glass of water before I start my workout. And I do think about what my feeling is going to be that day and what I want to experience and how I'm going to overcome. If it's something that I know is a little bit overwhelming or like today I knew I was going to be anxious, I needed to find a way to kind of circumvent that. So I wrote down some, some things that I wanted to do today. I know, I'll feel, I know I will feel anxious about leaving tomorrow. However, you know, it's a new place to explore. Something like that, I always start with, I know I'm going to feel this way today, or I know I need more laughter in my life today. So I'm going to do this. And I do, I write them down. I have, I mean, I write down everything, you know, my day starts the night before, cause I write down yeah. things I need to accomplish. And I, love um, I feel like if you write a word like anxious down, you take a little of the power from it by acknowledging it. Yep. Is that true? I feel that I feel very much that way, you know, anxious, overwhelm, sad, those things. And if you use the word, however, instead of, but, and mm -hmm. you say, I feel anxious, but. I feel anxious. However, I am going to do this to help with that today. And that's what I did. And it, it certainly, you know, to some people, it might sound like something they wouldn't want to do, but I'll tell you, if you do it once or twice, it's almost like an addiction. It becomes easy. It's non-judgmental because no one else sees it. And it's, it's you and you're, you only know how you feel when you wake up and you know what you need to accomplish that day. So yeah. it, it's helped me tremendously. And it's how I start my day. That's awesome. I really, really like that. Um, I hear a lot of my girlfriends and colleagues um, talking about how they hit milestone ages and all of a sudden they feel more confident, 40, 50, 60, um, even 30 for a lot of people, great creates yep. confidence. Do you hear that as well? And if so, why do you think that is? Why do we have to wait so yeah, long? Yeah, I do. You know, I mean, when you hit 30 or when you hit 50, um, yeah, maybe because as you get older, 
you know, like you are too, you've said it too, you know, you're more confident with yourself and there's a little bit less caring around things and you kind of prioritize yourself a little bit more, (laughs) you know, as you age, of course, your needs are different. You're needed differently. Yeah. You're needed differently. And, um, you realize what you need from others. And, uh, I think you become more confident with that just around your friendships. We talked earlier about finding an accountability person, um, you know, have that person in your life and those, those people may become fewer and fewer, or they may expand in different age groups. I find that I have friends that are in their seventies. I have friends that are in their thirties and, you know, it's, it all evolves. And I think you, you build confidence from those experiences and those relationships. My theory is that you also have to practice confidence. And I think some of that can be fake it till you make it because you can talk yourself into doing things or trying things. Um, And I think some of it is just kind of time as well. Like, do you feel you've become more confident over the years? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. There are some things I've given up um, realizing that I'm, you know, I I still want to lose those, you know, 10, 15 pounds, but still feeling confident where I am now because I know I'm doing things that are healthy for me. You know, the weight may not come off immediately, but I'm, I'm eating better. I'm exercising and moving my body. So we should feel confident about what we're doing if we're taking action, which is all around confidence, right? If you're more confident about something, you're taking action around it. I think those two are very, there's a correlation there. So um, I do feel I've gotten more confident in certain ways. I'm trying to learn the guitar this summer. I think I talked to you about that. Yes, I last, think that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> It's sitting in my closet still. Yeah, not so well yet. Yet. But somebody sent me, I said it on a show, I think, and somebody sent me an auto tuner. So I was worried about tuning it. So it's still sitting there. But once I get Noah settled and I'm back, I am going to, I have a whole YouTube series. I think there's Uh six or eight lessons to learn a couple of songs. So my sister claims she might sing. So she lives down the street from me in the summer. So by the end of the summer, we may be on the road. Who knows? Do you know what? You just, you need that one song that you can pick up the guitar and play. Cause like the one song you can pass it on to the next guy, right? You just need that one. Just get that one down. Um, When I was on your show, I, I was, remember we were talking about how a lot of people equate confidence and happiness and they kind of mix the two sometimes. And I said something that. I had some, some people who had listened to the episode and then they asked me about it. And the thing that I said that they were like, I don't really get that was I said, and I do believe this, that it's not reasonable or healthy to be happy all the time. Because if you are you happy that, all the time, right? yeah, I, I feel like it's important to have the highs and the lows. I mean, how else do you learn how to regulate your own emotion and how to really enjoy certain moments? But it's funny that really like, there, that one like rubbed some people wrong. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I guess I was kind of amazed. Like, are you happy all the time? Like, and they admitted that they weren't, but I genuinely believe that it's not reasonable to be on top of the moon all the time. What are your, what's your thought on that? Oh, I completely agree. And I love that you got some feedback about that. It's interesting. Uh Yeah. It's really interesting. And and you should even explore that a little bit more and um, engage in more conversation with that, with them, because that's, that's, that's really interesting. You can't be happy all the time. There's IQ, right? There's also happiness quotient. Have you read about that? I have not. What is that? Yeah. And I had, I wrote it down because it's the HQ and it's actually the amount of happiness you're capable of feeling in your life. Everybody has it. And there's all sorts of research on it, but some people have more happiness quotient, and they're able to recover from sadness quicker and they become happier quicker. 
That's this whole happiness thing. But huh. it doesn't mean that you have to be happy all the time, but everybody has this HQ. And is that something that you can, can you change your HQ over time? I don't, I, that I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know, but you know, it's, it's how you respond and it's your, uh, your, you're capable of feeling in your life, the amount of happiness, your amount. So some people may feel really happy about something. Um, you know, they're celebrating something and others may not have quite as much happiness around that, I guess is what it is, but there's a whole HQ. So I, I want to read up on it too, but I, I, I thought we were going to talk about it. So, but I do believe, and I agree with you that you can't be happy all the time. Right. And, th and that's okay. I, I think. And that's completely okay. And then there's toxic positivity, right? Like, um, which gosh, I think is, just, I think is, is just as destructive in my opinion. It, it, toxic positivity. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that too. So, I mean, I feel like, no, you can't be happy all the time. You have to be able to um, have good days and lows and highs and, and you have to react to it and then, you know, do your best to get yourself out of that and, you know, become happy and live a happy, fulfilled life, but you're not going to be happy every day. I'm certainly not. So what would be say three things that people, if they're looking to improve their confidence, just looking to give themselves a little bit of a, of a reboot this summer, what are three things that people could start doing right now? Mm, I love that. I think that they should learn something new, just like the guitar. I feel like, you know, I'm going to try it, you know, and I feel like I'm a confident person anyway, but, um, learn something new, whether it's, you know, this is kind of a funny story. I mean, my dishwasher was broken and, you know, instead of calling the, the plumber to fix it, because there was like a four week wait, go on YouTube and you can, it was something with a washer. It was not a major fix for me. It wasn't a big deal, but you know, I, I kind of figured it out. And who is it? Marie Forleo always says everything's figure outable. And I think that if we learn something new, if we take these next, what, eight weeks of summer and challenge yourself, whether it's learning to swim or learning to um, whatever it is for you and your journey, but try something new, um, grow something in your garden. Like you, you're such a great gardener, you know, grow something in your garden that you haven't done before. Give it a try. Um, cook a new meal every week. Try something different. I think that's one way. I think acknowledging your accomplishments and um, kind of what I call your inner superhero is boosting your confidence. You know, look at what you've accomplished. And this is another thing that you can do in the morning along with a little, your mindfulness of choosing your word for the day of how you're feeling. But, you know, to look at what you've accomplished over the last decade or two, because so often you don't want to look back, but you always want to move forward. But looking back at what you've accomplished, sometimes you can find skills in there that you forget you had. And then it's like, oh, wow, I, I can actually figure out this budget, or I can actually go for that treasurer position at the PTA at school or on this committee in town, because I've done it before. So, you know, that inner superhero, be a little boastful you know, and look at what you've accomplished. A, a good way to do that too, and I found this out recently, is to ask somebody who knows you really well what you're good at. Um, I did this mm -hmm. with, I was asked to give a speech and I, I didn't, it was very broad. Like, what do you want to do it? And I asked a friend of mine who had been my executive producer for years, I said, can you tell me what I could, what, what do you think I could speak on? Like, can you give me just a couple mm. of topics? She texted me back like 10 ideas. And I thought, well, these are all great podcast ideas as well, but it was fascinating. You know, people see you differently and they, they know what they rely on you for. So you can ask without yes. looking, without being braggadocious about it. You can ask people to help you identify some of those things yes. to build on, especially if you give them the preamble of why you're asking. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And the third thing I would say is really figure out how to get your needs met. And what I mean is that mean by that is focus on what you need and not what others want. And I think that's a big one, especially for women. And I'm sure it is for men as well, but for women now, you know, as we go through summer, all of a sudden, you know, someone's going to come up to you and say, Deirdre, you got to do the block party again, the neighborhood block party. You've done it for 25 years. Your kids, oh, your kids are fabulous. You've done it. It'll be a breeze for you to do. You'll do it, right? Instead of saying, yeah, I'll do it again. If it's really not filling you and it's really what they want and not what you need in your life, step away and say, no, you know what? I'm really, really, I've got a lot going on right now. And I think I'm going to pass it off to someone else in the neighborhood or a committee at school or coaching a little league or whatever it is for you. If you've done it and you've always been the one and people just expect you to do it, that's what they want you to do. It may not be what you need. And if you make that transition, it's a confidence builder. Yeah. And if you are a good hint on what those things are is to ask yourself, are you resenting it? If you're resenting it months before you have to do it, you're you're already feeling the drain and it's still months away. It's time. Take a break. It's time. Take a break. Take a break. But if you're dreading it the second you say yes, don't do it. Exactly. Exactly. Great. Perfect. Well, I love that. That's a, those are three super doable, actionable things. And I I think those are really good to put into um, practice immediately. We can all do that. All right. So what are some, some good things, uh, good ways to keep up with you this summer? Oh boy. You know, I am going (laughs) to, yeah, I know. That was an exhausting sigh. I know. I know. I teach water aerobics up here too. It's really fun. That's something I do up here. And I, yeah, Are I take serious? time. I was always a swimmer. Yep. Yep. And it is all ages. And I, this is my second summer doing it. We go down to the pool and there's a variety of women, sizes, ages, everything. It's so much fun. So Tuesday and Thursday mornings, I do that. And then at the end of the summer, we donate. Um, everybody puts a little money in a, in a, actually an old folder, folders, uh, coffee can. And at the end of the summer, we donate to a, a charity here in Door County. Um, but it's that. a lot of fun, but I'll be, uh, you know, I think for most of July and August, it's going to be pretty quiet on my personal Instagram, but better than gossip will be. We've got shows launching every single week. We have podcasts dropping every single week. So if you go to better than you can find all of that information. Um, we've got some great shows lined up between now and I think August on the pod or no September on the podcast and all the way through December on the stream show. So if you can just link that to the episode notes, our website and where you can watch the shows, you can find me there and you can always reach out to me. You can put my email on there. Um, I do have a rule, uh, that I do not get back in 24 hours anymore. It takes me at least 48, maybe in the summer, a bit more, but I will get back to you. And uh, if you have questions or ideas, or you know something I said or Deirdre said in on her podcast episode that really is challenging you, you know, reach out to me. We will reconnect and uh, and and work through that. I love having those conversations. I love that people reached out to you about the happiness thing. I think it that's was interesting. Great, I you. loved it. I loved that they wanted to know why. I thought it was great. Yeah. And it led to a couple of really good conversations. So that's, and that's the good. beauty of these things. That's, that's what's so much fun about podcasting, especially for sure. All right. Exactly. Well, and you got a kid to go get moved in. I mean, big summer. Crazy. And one to get off to college in August. So, you know, life's good. Life is very good. Hey, thank you so much. Enjoy it all.
Thank you. Oh, we'll see you soon. so good. Amy, that was amazing. I loved it. Did you think of a friend during this episode who you thought would really get something out of this conversation? That basically happens to me all day long when I'm listening to podcasts. So here's what I do when that happens to me. I actually text them the episode. And I can tell you how to do it on an iPhone. I don't have an Android, so you'll have to figure that out on yourself if you're a Droid user. But if you have an iPhone, when you have an episode of a podcast pulled up, if you look in the bottom right-hand corner on your screen, you'll see three dots, dot, dot, dot. Hit them, and it gives you a bunch of different options. But there's a share option, and that'll allow you to text it or email it to somebody. And it's I, I love doing this. You know, I heard this. And I thought of you. And then if, if I know that there's no way they're going to listen to the whole thing, I'll tell them what minute to go to in the podcast. Like, it's that specific <laughs> if you're in my text chain. <laughs> but I would love you to share this one if you've got a friend who you think would benefit from anything that Amy passed along. Are you wishing this conversation was longer? Well, it actually can be. So if you go listen to my episode with Amy I'm better than gossip, you'll get a lot more on this conversation. It's linked in the show notes for your convenience. And she has had some really, really awesome guests lately, um, not counting me, obviously. But one of my favorites that she had on recently was Christina Geist, who is a brand strategist and an author. And you may have seen her actually on the Today Show. Her husband is Willie Geist, and Christina is just as interesting as Wooly, um, and has had this really, really interesting career. And she goes into not only how they have combined their careers in their marriage, but also how she is constantly challenging herself to pivot, which I really enjoyed. She was very interesting. Thank you also for reaching out after our recent summer book episodes. A lot of you praised Tina Ferguson and said, man, that Tina needs her own show. Uh, yeah, she does. I think she'd be great. <laughs> she is one of those like natural guests. And um, I really appreciated hearing all of the books that you guys are reading. You had some really good titles. So next week on the Dying to Ask podcast, just looking ahead, we're talking about moving meditation. It's going to be a solo episode about walking. Not kidding. I'm going to fill time talking about why I take walks. Gripping, life-changing, and it took me a little while to put it together. So I hope you will listen. It's coming up next week on the Dying to Ask podcast. Big thanks to Brian Lau, Dying to Ask's sound engineer, for keeping us on track. And also a big thanks to Hilda Flores and Dan Mocked, our web department, who each week make sure that the episode gets uploaded and into your ear. It takes a village. Now, it's a small village, like a village of four. But I do appreciate Brian and Hilda and Dan for all the help they give me each week. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you next week on the Dying Desk Podcast.